now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea piping hot so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via whatsapp at 324-1612 email tips at caymanmarlroad.com now here's your host sandy hill broadcasting live from the beautiful cayman islands Good morning, good morning, beautiful people. How is everyone doing? I'm just miking up. Give me one quick second here. I hope everyone is well. What a night and what a beautiful day it is, folks. It is Thursday, April the 15th, and we are here for it. And we're going to bring you some analysis of, I think, what transpired last night yesterday all day with the elections and get your feedback and of course um, wish the candidates um, a big congratulations how are you guys doing my glasses are very rosy this morning in the sense that they have tons of fingerprints all over them but uh, I'm hoping to be able to find my lens cleaner 
around here somewhere. Things disappear in my workspace and oh my God knows where they, where they go. They end up in some black hole. But good morning, good morning. We have Anthony who's here for it. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Miss Bonnie. Miss Bonnie is always here. Good morning, uh, Miss Georgette. Thank you so much for tuning in this beautiful Thursday morning. Uh, Shawanda is here. Kara, good morning. Um, yes, child. I, I woke up late. Um, in fact, I didn't really go to bed any later than usual. It's just that yesterday was an extra hard day. So I went to bed, um, well, it was almost two o'clock, which are a lot of nights. So that's kind of, I hate to say it. I don't want to say that that's my norm because I promised myself I need to do better with my sleep pattern. But um, so it wasn't so much the time that I went to bed. It was that yesterday was so ch chock full of so many things that were popping off. So yes, I'm running a little bit late this morning. Um, good morning, Mr. Don. Thank you so much for tuning in. Primrose is here. Uh, Louis, good morning to you. Louis says that he's in recovery mode. Um, what are you drinking this morning, Louis? I've got water, just trying to replenish. Uh, good morning to Miss Beulah. Irvlyn says, good morning, my superheroine. You are awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Irvlyn. I really, really appreciate that. Cameron, good morning. Good morning, Diana. Isadora, <laughs> I got a little bit of sleep. Um, it's going to be a rough couple days for me because uh, as you guys know, I've got court tomorrow and I got to submit some bundles and other stuff. And uh, Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Miss Sue. Um, a little bit of lack of sleep, but I'm hoping this weekend I can sleep in and, you know, catch a few extra Zs. Uh, but, you know, I've got a four-year-old, so that all depends on what she's doing because why do toddlers and kids, when they should be sleeping in, when they've got the weekend, that's when they want to be up at the crack of dawn, I tell you. And during the week, it's like, get up, we got to go to school. And they're like, oh, I don't want to, they're rolling, you know. Uh, good morning to Merstar. Jackie's here. Josephine, French doll, thank you so much. Daisy uh, has no voice. She was out partying with Team Kenneth last night, Team Gold, Yellow. Joyce Ann, Miss Rita, thank you all for tuning in. Mr. Walton is here. Yes, Louie, Team Blue, which is the Savannah crew. So we're going to break it down here in a second. Um, yes, my dear, we're here. Sonia, thank you so much as well. Cara says, I was up late myself, and I normally be in bed no later than 10. Wow, that's good. I was so happy to see Kathy getting in. Yes, we have a lot to celebrate this morning. And we are uh, cautiously optimistic about the future of this country. Good morning, Daphne. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Daisy is here. Giselle. Did I say Corrine? Courtney, good morning. God bless you. Olivia, thank you. Sarah is here. Louis says tea and water before bed to help with the hangover. <laughs> but I got meds. Uh, Maria is here. The beautiful Marie Alberga. Janet, Miss Janet is here. Miss Janet, did you ever get your mug? We're down to the wire now with the mugs. So I want to make sure I've been promising you one for a long time. So um, the location that I gave you before, they're still there. So go and grab one. Uh, Rena, good morning. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Andy. Um, yes, Joyce Ann agrees about kids. Good morning, Miss Morna. 
Uh, Ms. Moya says, thank you, Sandy, for the fantastic job you did by keeping um, updated on the election last night. Great job, thank you. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about the election coverage. Um, Irvelyn is Team Blue. Cecilia Beverly from Miami, thank you so much for tuning in. Kenzie is here for it. Miss Mary, um, Kathy's mom is here. Thank you so much, Miss Mary, and congratulations to you and your family. We have very, very high expectations of Kathy. And I know she's not gonna let us down like the last West Bay female representative did. Um, we're not gonna even mention her name anymore, but what, what a letdown that was. So uh, we have high hopes for Kathy and the rest of the independents that they will be able to keep it together. So, um, you know, I've not seen my Guti in a while. I hope that he's okay. Like he le legitimately has me worried. I hope no one came to steal him um, and put him in their dinner pot. Mr. Bruce, uh, Sam, uh, sorry, Sue, good morning. Uh, Miss Sue says I'm looking fresh <laughs> um, today um, after you worked hard to give us all the news, well done. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you think I look fresh. Trust me, I'm, yes, Jill. It must be the warm water compresses that I did this morning. Uh, Bruce, good morning. Uh, the voters on Northside and East End decided that it's time for Ezra and Arden to move on from politics. They sure did. We're certainly gonna have a look at it. Good morning, Jennifer. Boom, Valdine, Evania, Selena, Buenos dias, everyone. Jonathan is here. Um, says the people have chosen. Now the big question is what position does each candidate get? Well, that will be what we're all waiting on. Good morning, Sandra, about how the government will now be formed. Gustavo, buenos dias, how are you? Um, tons of messages. It's a great morning. And Savannah Newland says, Rosie. Damaris, good morning from New York. Thank you, Damaris, for logging in. Oscar is here. Um, uh, all right, so I'm um, Oscar. Thank you so much. Um, Bruce says, don't you just love the voters in Bodentown East? When they show you who you are, you should believe them. Um, Teresa, Jasara, thank you so much uh, for your support. Miss Charlene is here. She says, my candidates for District of West Bay got three out of four and we're keeping odd one underneath high scrutiny. Trust me, uh, not this time around, guaranteed. All right. Let's start looking at it, folks. First of all, um, you guys know that yesterday, uh, yes, congratulations to Kathy and all the winners. You guys know yesterday that I was very, very keen. Good morning, Pauline. Good morning, um, Jasara. Good morning, Bobby. Celicia says, I just woke up. Any results for Georgetown West? Um, so we're going to review all the results again. But the PPM kept uh, their seats in Georgetown it was very, very close in, in some instances, and they pulled it out at the very last minute. Uh, so we'll look at some of those numbers. But before we get into that, you know, yesterday, if you guys were following the show, before we started the six o'clock segment when the polls closed, I was very, very adamant 
that we have to um, we have to really be cognizant on this program to follow what I told were the rules from the elections office. Now, you know, sometimes the rules are not always documented as such in the law. And um, when I saw you guys saying to me that, oh, well, the Compass is interviewing candidates, I said, well, that can't, in my mind, that can't possibly make any sense because the elections office had given us very, very clear instructions, Mr. Wesley Howell, that there was an embargo in place and um, the candidates were not allowed to speak during that time. Well, if there was a if there was an embargo in place and they would were not allowed to speak, how is it possible then that um, you know the compass was able to interview them? I'm a little bit confused by how that happened. Anybody has an explanation for that? I'd be willing to hear it. Um, so that was confusing to say the least. And now I've gotten information that, uh, so first of all, for full disclosure, Ms. Kathleen Capetti, who is the, um, I forget what her official title is, but she's some manager at the Compass. She's, I guess, the top person at Compass Media had messaged us because we had inadvertently used a map, which we did not know was, was theirs. Um, they could have put their, their logo on it and it would have been obvious there was their map, but they didn't do that. And it just had a map of like all the different districts and stuff, um, the polling stations. So she messaged us to say, can you please remove it? And I said, no problem. I didn't even know that it was yours, but you know, thanks for letting me know. And then I also said to her, um, the second time she messaged, I said, by the way, I see that you guys are interviewing candidates, which we were told was a no-no. So do you care to comment? Of course, she hasn't commented because they know that uh, they were in the wrong. Um, so, you know, we're going to do a story and a follow-up on this because I need to get clarification from the elections office because this is not something that had been done in the past. My apologies. Right. So it was not something that had been done in the past. Uh, my understanding is that when um, Mr. Gomez and others were in charge of the elections office, that they ran a very, 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 very tight ship. And so this is a sort of thing that wasn't allowed. So I have no problem with the Compass interviewing candidates, but whatever the rules are, the rules should apply to everyone. So if it is the case that candidates could have been interviewed, trust me, right here in my little jump drive, I have an interview from, um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to pull this out of this drive because for some reason, this jump drive isn't being recognized on that port. So I'm going to put it in another port over here. But yeah, this is my little jump drive. I have an interview from Sabrina that was pre-recorded, and we would not air it. Um, it was done actually after five o'clock and we wouldn't air it until the six o'clock hour because I was trying to, to listen. When I tell you I was running a tight ship yesterday, there were a few times when I almost slipped up because I almost mentioned a candidate's name. I was like, oh my God, no, I can't say that. You know, like I told you all, um, Kenneth Bryan had had a little mishap with his, um, he fell off of his truck trying to take down a sign and broke his ribs. And we knew that from the night before. And we were like, you know, we can't talk about that because of course, 
if I say this happened and Kenneth, we knew he was getting in, but say he got 50 more votes or whatever, you know, the progressives would be running to the elections office and complaining that somehow we, we helped Kenneth get in um, because he got the sympathy vote or whatever. There were even candidates who were out there um, allegedly breaching or potentially breaching the elections law. They were said to be within the 300 feet of the polling station. And we had the story, we had the video footage of who those individuals were. And once again, you know, I was on here, so I had somebody else doing the numbers, but I was saying to um, that young lady, I said, do not mention any names. If you're gonna put this up, before 6 p.m., because she was working on a few different stories, I said, do not put up any names because we do not wish to um, run afoul of the government and um, you know the what the elections office has actually instructed us to do. So, you know, I'm a bit disappointed to hear this morning that we obviously raised it, but apparently it was also a discussion within the Compass's own ranks. So they have various chat groups and whatever. And there was talk there that, oh, wow, are we really supposed to be doing this? And their position was basically that they don't care. And um, that, you know, Rejma would go out interviewing people regardless. And it wasn't so much the, um, listen, I think that, you know, people are gonna play by their own rules sometimes. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, they decided that they were just going to play by their own rules because that would get them a few more votes or whatever. And I don't really think it worked. <laughs> I mean, that's the irony of it all, right? Sometimes you don't follow the rules and you think you're going to edge out your competitor. And as it turns out, it's not really in your favor. But we just, for clarification, we just need to know what is the position? Is it A or is it B? Because you can't tell us it's A and have us toe the line and work with the rules under A. And then lo and behold, it's actually B. And you know the other team is uh, doing whatever they want and they are working on a different set of rules. Fair is fair, right is right, and wrong is wrong. And that's just how I see it. So we'll get some clarification on that so that the next election cycle, we know what's popping off and what's going on. And we will certainly uh, be ready to do what we have to do. Um, you know, a lot of people think that I'm a little bit rogue when it comes to following the rules, but believe it or not, I am a rule follower. Those of you who know me know that I follow the rules if the rules are fair and equitable and if they make sense. When I question things, it's because mm, this doesn't even make any sense. Not that I'm not going to follow the rules. Like I'm the type of person, hey, I've had two or three tickets in my entire 40 something years, right? And if I get pulled over and I'm in the wrong, the last ticket was because I was passing an accident and took a picture. And they were like, oh no, that's dangerous driving or whatever. So I wasn't like speeding or anything, but they called it something else. So I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. Let me just pay my ticket. Cause I was definitely doing what they said I was doing. I don't know if that's really the definition of dangerous driving. Cause I was moving, I was barely creeping, but whatever. I'm not even gonna argue it. I'm like, okay, that could be it. I'm just gonna pay my ticket and move on. So I believe in you know the rules. I think that rules um, help a society stay in, in good setting um, and that we should all try to follow them, the rules in society for a reason. So 
I don't have any problems with the rules, but I just want to know that I'm not operating by one set of rules and you're operating by a different set of rules and the compass has their own set of rules and special favors and whatever. And we've seen it so many times where the establishment, and I get that the compass has been around for 40 years and we have kind of upset them a little bit with what we have done here on CMR. I totally understand that up to a point, but at the same time, um, you know, the consequences, the whole election was ran and elections have consequences. Well, you know, even in the world of media, I think that, hey, if it's a free for all, then certainly we can we can do that. And to be quite fair, you know, we have come in with all guns blazing and we have certainly upset the what I would call the equilibrium, if you will, of how things work in the world of media here in the Cayman Islands. There has been a noticeable shift since we have come on board, we're going to be celebrating our fourth anniversary on June the 29th. And I think we need to have a proper party, folks. But yes, I'm very much aware that we do things differently and we've shook things, shook things up a little bit. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And some of the things that we have deployed, quite ironically enough, good morning, Miss Darlene, um, the compass has now picked up. Because you know before, the compass would never tell you that someone was arrested and actually named them. And if you've not noticed that they are now doing that more and more, like they're actually naming people who have been arrested and um, they're having more of an active presence like on social media and those types of things. You know, the feel good stories that we would cover that traditionally they'd be like, oh, that's too low brow for us. They're now covering. Remember the story we did last week with the young man who um, saved the uh, gentleman in his 60s from the house fire? Man, that story went viral, honestly. And it's that type of a story that makes us all feel good, reminds us of we have wonderful young men in particular in this community who um, are doing the right thing. They're growing up in good homes. You know, their moms and dads are, I think, doing right by them. And when they are put under pressure, they don't run from the fire. They literally, as this young man did, ran into the fire and saved somebody else's life. And I'm telling you, the terrain that he had to jump over to get to that man's house, I was walking it and almost falling over because it is very, it's cliff rock very, very rocky. And I imagine this young man with all the adrenaline still kept focus on what he needed to do. And he went and assisted, um, TJ went and saved this man's life. So when we did that story, you know, you guys loved it. And his, his story went viral. I hope that every single kid at school was patting him on the back and saying, Trevor, you know, you have made us all proud as Caymanians um because he has and he did a phenomenal job and the numbers showed it i mean the number of you that were so engaged in that story um i think we had over 16,000 views or something ridiculous on his interview and on the on the instagram story it had thousands well well over a thousand people who actually um liked the story so you know Things like that, the Compass were not all that minded to do before we came on board, but they see that the people, you, really are the driving forces behind news stories, uh, a lot of the human interest stories, you really do appreciate, you love. 
Um, this concept of a roving reporter, you know, and just getting out there and capturing news. It doesn't have to be overproduced. You know, you don't need to wait until six o'clock to get your news. You like it now. Uh, when we had the earthquake, we were the only ones that went live immediately. You know, you guys were there for it. Our phones were blowing up. You were on the live stream. And so we have changed the world of media here in the Cayman Islands. I hope for the better. Um, I know that we don't always see eye to eye. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, there will always be times, I'm sure, that I will say things and do things that you're like, eh, don't really like it. But, you know, it is what it is. We can't always agree. But I think the overarching message here is that we continue on this trend of making information accessible to the people. And that's what CMR is all about. We don't need to necessarily pretty it up for you. Um, you know, you just want the information. I'll give it all to you and you decide what's relevant and what isn't relevant. What's your cup of tea? What isn't your cup of tea? And you don't have to enjoy. We all like different flavors of different things. So Paula, good morning to you. Good morning, Miss Esley. So it's Heather, Catherine, and um, Sabrina. Yes, we actually have um, five women in the Legislative Assembly. I think this could be a record number. I'm going to have to double check. Um, so I'm getting a lot of message messages about people being uh, questioning whether or not certain candidates will flip with the progressives. So let's start to talk about some of that here uh, this morning. Mm -hmm. um, let me just see here. So thank you so much, Miss Sue. All right, so let's let's break down and talk about the numbers. Who won? and then analyze potentially what could happen. And I do want us to focus on what I hope are some lessons that we have learned out of this election, because every ele election cycle, I feel like we have some takeaways. Um, the candidate themselves should also have some takeaways. So Lacey says that she's so proud of Jay and Isaac, um, thanks to the people of East End and North Side. Um, number one, the message that I have always said is, um, you know, no candidate is unseatable. That's totally not a word, I know. But in other words, no candidate should ever feel like they cannot be unseated. Thank you so much, Lacey. So that comfort level, when you've been in there for 15 and 20 years, um, is something that you need to be very, very careful of. And I always say to people in recent times, the one that comes to mind for me is um, Mr. Again from East End, Mr. Gil, Mr. Um, oh, what was his name? Mr. John McLean Sr. You know, he was in there for some, I think it was 24 years or whatever. He was in there a really, really long time. And at the end of the day, everybody felt like, oh, he can't be moved. Well, there's no such thing as can't be moved, right? Anybody can be moved and the people will ultimately speak. And when the people speak and they say, we're gonna move you, then it is what it is. So, you know, both Mr. Ezard and Arden McLean, speaking of East End and North Side, had been in there for a number of years. I know Ezard had been removed previously and had been returned. And so there should be no comfort and how long you've been in political office. That's one lesson 
that has to be learned. The people may have returned you in the past, but your track record, which is every four years, I think you should be judged on that. Your performance should be based on, or your report card should be based on exactly, um, you know, what you are producing in the here and now. And so people were moved. People were moved who a lot of people probably thought were um, immovable. And so don't ever think that someone can't be moved. I don't care who they are or how long they've been in, in the elected um, in parliament. So the other takeaway is that Mr. McKeever Bush still has not learned any lessons. And I just, funny enough, I just had someone message and say, uh, wanted him gone in some really upset faces. Uh, listen, folks, the bottom line is this. Uh, Mr. McKeever Bush is still there. He's hanging on by a thread. And he's a big man to be hanging on by a thread. If he had any sense, which I don't necessarily know that he does, he would be thinking to himself, this is my last go round at the rodeo. And I think that, you know, I need to now consider retiring from public office and it is going to be what it is. Is he going to do that? I don't know because he seems to be very delusional. So this morning, um, I must tell you, when, not this morning, but last night, when I was watching some of the other interviews, someone um, sent me a message and said, oh, Mr. McKeever's on CID TV or something, talking about how um, he didn't have a lot of money to spend this campaign. And as a result of that, he, um, you know, that's why he barely won. And I thought, this man just doesn't get it. If you are Mr. Bush's friend, if you are his political supporter, if you are his political advisor, you need to tell him that the money spent on this campaign had nothing to do with whether he won or lost. We all get, or all of the candidates, I should say, are on an even playing field in terms of what they're able to spend, except what Mr. Bush probably meant is that the handouts were not as lucrative, the side deals, not the campaign spend, but the side deals were not as lucrative as they have been in the past. You know, the envelopes with the money, the refrigerators, the, the yard full of marl and all that sort of thing. So perhaps what he was actually saying, speculation here, not confirmation, is that he wasn't able to buy as many votes as he had in the past. Well, those days are coming to an end and Mr. Bush's days are coming to an end. So he was able to, despite the fact that, um, you know, he in the end squeezed by, there was a point in time when he obviously thought that he was going to lose. And that had to have been a somewhat sobering moment for him. Now, he's still delusional. He's talking about, well, the reason why I lost, no, sir, the reason why you lost is the people of this country, including the sensible people of West Bay West, were just about fed up with you and ready to take you out. And we have had enough of your shenanigans. So I pray that he will sit on the back bench in his last tenure. He's also talking about 
um, forming a government and oh, what I said in 2017, you know, still applies about us forming a government and working together. My mind was just like, what the heck is this man talking about? Forming a government, you would honestly think that he would be humbled by the experience yesterday and he would go sit his ass down, not even give an interview, just be praying and thanking God that you actually got in. And here you are talking about, well, the advice I gave them in 2017 is we need to come together and form a government. Sir, you were part of the last government. You formed the last government and look at how that ended up. Thank you, Aunt Patricia. The correct word is no one is indisposable, right? So yes, Robin, Mario almost had him. And I want to congratulate Mario for a well-ran campaign. Um, he came close. He ran a clean campaign. And it goes to show you that, folks, you can run a clean campaign. Um, Sammy, all these guys, Alric, although you were not successful, you still made some inroads. Now, if you don't think that Makiva, well, like I said, he's a bit delusional. He's not really all, it hasn't been a sobering experience for him. What he should have been talking about last night is how the people shot some blazing bombs his way and sent him a clear message. He was still successful in the end. However, he did not pull it off without, um, you know, some really tense moments. And those tense moments include the fact that he was not able to carry anyone this election cycle. Nobody. Now, everybody was going on. Oh, Ralston's going to beat um, Bernie because they talk about Bernie's dogs. I had this conversation the day before. Um, you know, where, where's Melinda, by the way? Melinda? Matt Field. Where, where Melinda at? Melinda, you owe me a pot of something. I don't know where you're going to cook me at because, you know, Melinda, my cousin, she can cook. Melinda, you're going to cook me some food? Because you are eating your words um, when it comes to Captain. You were like, oh, no, Captain's going Captain's to gonna keep his seat. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. Thank God that didn't happen. Captain did not keep his seat. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm glad he didn't keep his seat. And so, you know, it is what it is. Um, you, you know, a lot of people were not prepared to understand, I think, what was really, really happening. And so thank God that Kathy was successful. Thank God that Bernie was successful. Because what that has done is, despite the fact that McKeever did win his seat, Peter says, unfortunately, uh, Mac owns his supporters. Despite that, he didn't own all of West Bay. So West Bayers, we were really, really, really counting on you guys to pull it out of the bag. And you kind of 75% did so. So we're so proud of you. We're not going to relegate you into cutting off the, the bay from everywhere else. We're going to let you keep your Cayman passports this morning. But in all honesty, you know, a lot a lot of people are like, no, man, the West Bears, they, they got to still keep them in. I, I had faith. I had faith in my fellow West Bears. And I said, listen, a lot of them have simply had enough of the shenanigans. And I think that you proved that last night. 
you know, Captain uh, was still thinking that he could go in there and do whatever he uh, wanted to do, you know, not prepare for the debate, show up drunk, whatever his situation was, and that he would still get in on the coattails of Makiva Bush. So the fact that Makiva's Bush coattail has been cut off is significant. So that's one of the lessons, that's one of the takeaways, in my opinion, from, um, you know, this election cycle. That's a big deal. So let us let us really examine this for a second, right? At one point, he was premier, first premier of the Cayman Islands. UDP was popping off. They had a junior UDP. Um, they were doing the most, okay? Every time he falls from grace, people keep giving him a second chance. Uh, yes, Celia, we're going to go over the winners. I got my list here. We're going to go over the winners here in a second. So every time he would fall from grace, uh, the people would still give him another chance. All right. Um, then um, Okay, so then, um, you know, the last election in 2017, he had fallen from grace so much that he was not able to take anybody with him outside of West Bay. And I said to people, oh, th this is a marked difference. So anyone who was tainted by the progress, uh, by the CDP at the time, had ran with the CDP in the past, they were relegated to not getting a seat. So he still had a stronghold in West Bay, but quite honestly, nothing was happening outside of West Bay. And so going into this election, I said, you know, I don't know if Mario is going to be able to unseat him. Unfortunately for Mario, because of the change of the election date at the last minute, I thought that that was going to hurt someone like Mario, who was in a, you know, quasi governmental position, had to give so much notice and couldn't come out until the last minute. And as a result of that, what that meant, folks, um, is he didn't have more time to campaign. And at the end of the day, I also said, despite the fact that I thought that Makiva would probably edge out Mario, which in the end he did, I also stood firm by the fact that he wouldn't carry anybody else with him. And you know, so many of um, his supporters and even some of the other candidates that ran were of the opinion that, oh, Makiva is going to carry them. Rolston, I mean, Rolston is a bright young man. Rolston is, you know, one of us. And yet he seems to be of the opinion that he needed to align himself with Makiva in order to get in. Rolston, Makiva is the past. You could be the future. You could have been the future. And you're hanging on to the past because you don't have the belief in yourself that you are able to stand on your own two feet speak on the issues, run a clean campaign, and really try to represent the people to the best of your ability. So not only was McKeever not able to pull Rolston along or Captain Eugene along, in my opinion, he actually hurt them. So his um, messiness, his issues rubbed off on them and a type of campaign that they ran. And ultimately the people in those particular areas in West Bay North and West Bay Central 
were like, uh-uh, we're gonna move these people. Well, in West Bay West, they, they sorry, West Bay North, they stuck with Bernie instead of allowing um, Rolson back in because Rolson obviously would have been a McKeevaite, right? And so, yeah, so the people said, nope, that ain't happening. So McKeever hung on by the chin, the hair of his chinny chin chin, but he didn't, that wasn't long enough to reach down to your coattail to pull anybody else back in. Um, Jackie says that Alec did one of the best debates and I agree with you. I really, really hope that um, a lot of these candidates will stay the course and continue on the road and um, do not give up. You know, this sort of thing is not for the faint of heart. Someone just said, good morning, Sandra, the Jamaicans mostly and all the other people that Matt gave Cayman papers to are the ones that saved his ass, but Mario gave him a real fight and we're so proud of him and he can always hold his head high. Amen. Have a great day, sis, and God bless you to continue doing great work, keeping us the people informed, always good work. So thank you so much um, for that comment. So I think that what this now means um, is that he will be, someone says he also never carried anyone with him, yes. So I think what this means now for Mr. Bush, if he would stop being delusional for a moment, thank you so much, Debbie. Debbie, oh, I love your little profile picture with the kitty cats. Debbie says, Sandy, your show was lit last night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what I think this now means for Mr. Bush, Mr. Bush, if you're listening, and we know you're always trolling people and listening on social media, so we know that you will hear this. Um, let me give you just a little word of advice, retire. Retire before you are voted out the next time. Save yourself the embarrassment. Think ahead. Be, be a, Mr., um, a Mr. Eden. Recognize that the people are done with you, okay? Bow out gracefully. Don't try to endorse nobody. Don't come out talking about, oh, you're going to groom your son-in-law or your son or somebody in politics. Don't bother with it. We don't want to hear it. Just bow out. Sit on the back bench for the next four years. Collect your $500,000 for doing nothing. Relax yourself. Um, if you see fit to help the people of West Bay West, uh, we would love for you to do that. I mean, that is your job. Don't be trying to flex any muscles. Don't beat any women up. Don't beat any men up. Don't touch women inappropriately. Just relax, bow out gracefully, and say thank you for 40 years. You know, you're, you're at the age now, sir, where, I mean, any of us, you know, our days are all numbered, really, from the second we enter this world. But you are at a senior age now where your days are probably numbered more than some others, a little bit more than some others, right? So just get up every day and be thankful that God is going to give you another day to breathe. Um, you continue to sing in the church choir. That's fine. You know, just try to behave yourself. Leave uh, inappropriate behaviors alone. Leave the, the boozing alone. You know, you can't handle your liquor. Um, Alcoholism is a real problem in this community, folks. And there's a lot of people who cannot handle their liquor and they should just leave it alone. <clears throat> leave that alone. Um, leave the gambling alone. You know, get some counseling for the clear issues that you have, the vices that you have. And I suppose at some level, we all have some vices, but yours are so uh, painstakingly obvious, you know, and you can get help for those things. You say that you're still struggling with losses in your life. 
at your tender age of 65 or whatever it is, I say that it's time you consider giving up a few things in order to live your remaining life as quietly as you possibly can. There's no guarantee you're going to live to be 70 or whatever. So enjoy what time you have left, but don't enjoy it at the expense of other people's suffering. That would be the advice that I'd give Mr. Bush. You know, someone said last night, oh, but you used to be this big time supporter, Mr. Bush. No, but I, I honestly always have tried to be. And, you know, I said to someone one time, Mr. Bush gave me some good advice that he didn't have to give me. And I'm now trying to return the favor. At the time, I was deep into the progressives, actually, into the PPM at the time. And Mr. Bush said, you got to start looking out for you because, you know, the progressives and the PPM are only using you people to accomplish their end result, which we now know to be true. So Mr. Bush has some sage advice, and I appreciated that advice. I've always said to people, for me, that was a turning point, even in how I saw Mr. Bush, because at the time I was protesting against him. I was marching against him with my wheelbarrow in town. And so he certainly did not have to give me that advice. And I think it was advice that at that point in my life made me pause on the political front and try to objectively see what was going on. So now I wish to return the favor to you, Makiba Bush, and I'm gonna give you some advice. Relax yourself. Retire in four years if God spares your life to see another four years in office. Um, you know, don't make any waves this time around. Uh, spend some time with Miss Carrie. You're both in your, in your golden age years and um, just try to bow out gracefully. Because when you don't bow out gracefully, then the people will vote you out. And I think next time your numbers, your numbers definitely get me up. So Miss Sue says he's very delusional. Yes, just a damn backbencher. If he doesn't retire now, Mario was so close. Um, Charlene says he will not make the government. Now, I'm sure that a lot of you, good morning, Mr. Dean, have seen um, quite in this flyer thing somebody did up it has to be the the progressives and their supporters because it's so funny right oh this is who going to be the next government i don't even know if i want to share it because it's so ridiculous first of all it has makiba in the thick of things and i'm like in what alternative universe is that going to happen we would have to be beyond crazy so dacia says um good morning sandra mac one we in west bay west have spoken even if it was by one point, nobody's perfect. So we are not perfect. We, we who are not perfect reelected him. Mario run well though. Well, Dacia, no two, no two ways about it. You have definitely um, gotten that right. The people have spoken. And unfortunately, there's a lot of us are, who are very, very sad about how the people have spoken, but this is a democracy. And so we respect people's uh, votes and we respect their their right to vote how they see fit. So yes, my dear, the people have spoken. Patricia says, Sandra, you and I have never agreed more. He needs to go sit his A down. Um, he's all washed up. I think I said that word earlier now. I'm not even saying it, but you know, I promised myself that I was going to cut out some of the words and I do mean it. I don't generally speak of someone this way in social media, but he even looked washed up. Poor thing. Um, that's what I'm telling you. He just needs to relax, man. Now it's time to retire, Bobo. Go sit down somewhere and take it easy. Steve, good morning. Louis, they were not successful in getting elected.
but the words they spoke as seeds that is germinating and will grow and become big ideas. Um, good morning. Yes, Bernie was successful. So let's go over the list, folks, and talk some more. Um, Jassar says, Kathy said at her last meeting that if he didn't give up the baton, it would be taken from him, and that she did. Yes, Bez. I mean, I'm still proud of you guys. Um, we're going to talk about um, some other results here. West Bay South, the people spoke very loud in favor of Andre Ebanks. So we're going to talk about that here in a second. Good morning, Cara. Um, Patricia says, hopefully he will stay sober and not um, sexually assault any of, of her women, or just women. And I'm not speaking only about what someone or others say he did. You know when it will hit him when it will hit home about Makiva when he does this mess to someone's relatives who will not be able to bear the thought of this disrespectful behavior. You know, there's a lot of stories circulating about his past behavior that is very, very egregious, folks. And these stories um, are, you know, they've not gone to court, but let me just say that there's a lot of stories out there and there's a lot more that we can say, but we will just leave that alone. Okay, let us look at the results, my good folks. What we got here, the winner's circle includes, here we go, uh, West Bay North, Bernie Bush. West Bay West, McKeever Bush. West Bay Central, Kathy Wilkes. West Bay South, Andre Ebanks. Georgetown North, Joey Hugh. Georgetown West, David White, Georgetown Central, Kenneth Bryan, Georgetown South, Barbara Connolly, Georgetown East, Roy McTaggart, Red Bay, Alden McLaughlin, Prospect, Sabrina Turner, Savannah, Heather Barden, Newlands, Wayne Panton, Bardentown West, Chris Saunders, Bardentown East, Dwayne Seymour, Northside, J.E. Banks, East End, Isaac Rankin, Cayman Brack West and Little Cayman, Moses Kirkernel, Cayman Brack East, Juliana O'Connor Conley. So those are the results this morning, folks. Those are the winners. Um, a couple surprises, but, um, you know, I think Alric was so close. Uh, he ran a very clean campaign. He did a fantastic job. Unfortunately, Georgetown West had too many people running. And this is the other takeaway that I wish to um, spend some time and discuss this morning as well. So let me just, um, give me one second here, folks. So let me just say that the other takeaway, folks, is when you don't have a chance, you shouldn't run. Let me say it again. Yes, I think a lot of people are disappointed that Alric didn't win. But, you know, I think Alric did well, and he needs to stay the course. Let us not forget, before I get to that next point, that most people don't don't win the first or even the second time, even the likes of Akiva Bush. I believe, and I'll have to check Miss Karen because she is a wealth of information. When they run the first time, unless they have a strong person's coattail that they're riding in on, they don't tend to win. Kenneth Bryan didn't win his first time. Chris Saunders didn't win his first time. 
But one thing that they did, and this is advice I want to give to Sammy Jackson, Johan Moxham, and all these other people. If you are serious about being a servant of the people, you can continue to serve the people, although you're not an elected official. And so Barbara will be let relegated. Hopefully, we're going to talk about the formation of the government here in a second, but hopefully Barbara will be relegated to the back bench. And so will the rest of the progressives. And you have every opportunity now as a, as someone who is running for a candidacy to continue to do your good work. And I have no doubt that um, Sammy Jackson, I have no doubt that, um, what is somebody sending me? I have no doubt that, um, I have no doubt that Alric Lindsay, Mario and others, well, let me put it this way. You should, you should stay the course. You should ensure that you continue, right? To do your community work, work within your communities. In fact, you know how the government has um, shadow ministers? You should become the shadow candidate. Start shadowing Barbara. Make the next four years for Barbara Conley be the hardest four years that she has ever worked because you're going to be on her like white on rice because CMR is going to be on them like white on rice, right? Nobody is getting a pass. And when I say nobody, I mean nobody. We will be holding them all accountable. So yes, hold their feet to the fire. So I think it's very, very important that you continue the course and that you show people that you are committed Okay, so don't ever allow anybody to get in their platform during the next time and say, well, um, where did Perlina go? Where did Alric go? Where did this one go? You're going to say, you know what? I'm right here. I'm still helping people. I'm still being a voice. I'm still in my community. I'm still doing what I need to do. Mr. Bruce says that the voters in West Bay West did what most people expected them to do. That said, many people will still be disappointed with their decision. And some people will find that they have endorsed conduct that many within our community find reprehensible. No doubt. Thank you, Ms. Charlene. I think unfortunately for Ralston, um, that's probably gonna be it. I mean, Ralston has demonstrated that good morning, Tommy, joining us in the Bahamas. Ralston has demonstrated, folks, that not only could he not stand in his own two feet and be separate and apart from McKeeva Bush, but also that, you know, honestly, um, he was not prepared to take a moral stance and do what is the right thing and to speak out against violence against women. And I think that that is. Um, that is unfortunate, 
you know, as a man who is the father of three girls and two sons, I would expect, even if you would just think about the girls and not the two sons, that you sent a very clear message that there is certain behavior that you do not find acceptable. And I am sure of it that um, if, if Mr. Bush had assaulted any of your girls or anyone had assaulted your girls, the price to pay would have been a heavy one. And, you know, by all means, I think that's exactly how we feel about it. So Bernie Bush uh, says Charlene is the people's choice because he's genuine and has a love of, of people. I also want to say another takeaway here, folks, is that those who won last night, including the progressives, because there were times when Sammy was riding out in. Right? You have got to be so aware of the fact that your days, Alden, are also numbered. The people have spoken. And whilst Georgetown kept a lot of the um, progressive members, they did not carry a single, well, I guess, um, I was going to say they didn't carry a single Alliance member, but I guess Dwayne Seymour hasn't officially joined the PPM. So he's the only Alliance member that they carried. That's it. They didn't carry anybody else. So their ability to carry anybody is slim to none. In fact, they hurt candidates who decided to come out as Alliance members. And the one that it was so obvious that they hurt the most was Alva Sakou. This concept of we are going to hold on to power no matter what happens, right? We are going to formulate any kind of a government with people who are not even qualified. The people didn't buy it. So Vincent Frederick went nowhere. We can look at how badly he got beat, but Chris Saunders had one of the highest percentages by which he won. Um, Frank Cornwall, who's a progressive member, went nowhere. Um, who else did they have running on the alliance? Alva Sakou. And of course, Austin Harris. Austin was in trouble from the word jump. He went from being the elected MP to being the third person um, in terms of votes. Sad day for Austin. But at the end of the day, some lessons need to be learned for those who lost and for those who retained their seats. So just like what has happened with the UDP and the CDP, they're a defunct party. I think right now the progressives is also a defunct party when you examine the results. They didn't win. The people did not say to them, or by overall, the people did not say, we are putting the progressives back in. That isn't what happened. Even with their affiliations, with their attempts at an alliance, it just did not happen. So the people have spoken at the polls and now the candidates will go away and try to formulate a government. Folks, I am telling you that the discussion started last night. No time was wasted. In fact, 
the progressives are trying to send a media message. And I saw the headlines this morning at the Compass, which I thought was very, very interesting about how the progressives are ready to formulate a government. Oh, no, 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 Roy Biden. I mean, Roy McTaggart. Nobody gave you that mandate. The people didn't give the progressives a mandate. The people, once again, have voted. Now, this is a difference. Last time the, the independents were, okay, you're close. We believe in you, but it wasn't so clear of a mandate. This time, despite the fact that they still held on to a number of seats, it was a clearer mandate. It's not a resounding win, because what have been what would have been resounding if Alden had gotten voted out, if Barbara had gotten voted out, you know, those were some key seats that um, a lot of people were hopeful that the independents would be able to take. But unfortunately, they were not able to take those seats. So there's still a lot of work for the independents to be able to do. But now the test is on in terms of whether or not the independents will be able to hold it together. Now, here's my prediction in terms of the independents. There's several key independents that can make or break what's gonna happen. And so you cannot collectively blame the independents now if people like Jay, Isaac, or Andre go out on a frolic of their own. So you know, folks, in law, we have this term about going out, out on a frolic of their own. Um, what that means is uh, it has to do with, you know, somebody works for you, you can be held liable for what they do on the job or, you know, if they're um, out in your company vehicle and they cause an accident or whatever, you, the company, can be liable. However, the buck kind of stops with your liability when they go out there on what is called a frolic of their own. Um, so the bottom line here is it is very, very possible, right, for these independents to go out on a frolic of their own. Well, I hope that isn't the case. There have been rumors about these candidates, right, sort of being aligned with the progressives. We're not sure about this one. We're not sure about Andre. We're not sure about Jay because we know that the progressives are working very, very hard to keep those people on the fringes. And remember the night before election eve, what Alden did, he went on his platform. Oh yeah, vote for Heather Bodden, vote for Jay and vote for um, Andre. He's trying to hedge his bets that any of those people would be minded to work with him. Now, I don't know who is minded to be that foolish, but this is what I will say. And I wanna say it very, very clearly. I'm not gonna mince my words. Any independent who ran on an independent ticket did not run as part of the alliance that now flips to work with the progressives. You are ignoring the mandate of the people of the Cayman Islands, the overall mandate of the people of the Cayman Islands. And trust me, you will pay for it in the next election. Austin is a prime example of that. 
Unfortunately for Austin, he ignored the mandate of the people last time. He gave his reasons about, oh, why he wanted to work with the progressives. He got a consular position. And as Mina said, yes, we have 10 so-called independents. And if you ran on the platform that you were an independent, we expect you to now form a independent coalition government. There is no need. Dana says, I'm glad you had a chance to change your clothes. Um, I actually was not partying, believe it or not. I, I stopped by uh, Wayne Panton's office and I caught them. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Dana, remind me because I know I'm going to forget. But let me not le lose my train of thought here in relation to those independents, Isaac, Jay, Andre in particular. I feel very confident that Sabrina is solid. She said she was an independent and I believe that she is. So those other three now, right? Listen to me carefully. Do not make the same mistake that Austin Harris made. And I don't care what they're trying to promise you. Don't do it because it will be to your own detriment. you will be a one-hit wonder. You're going to get your four years. You're going to get your ministerial salary. And you're going to enjoy all the perks of being a consular or whatever little crumbs they give you. But it's going to be for four years. Mark my word. You know what they say about people going out, and I'm one of them. So at the end of the day, folks, the people have sent a message. It wasn't overwhelming, but in some ways it was. So they didn't take out Alden. They didn't take out Makiva, but they were hanging on by a thread at different points during the count and process. And so now Sue says she cannot believe Barbara got back in. Trust me, nobody can believe that one. Unbelievable. So Richard McLean says, good morning, Sandy. Alvick should not have run in Georgetown South. Why? Georgetown South is a community of opulent people who don't care much about the issues that Mr. Len Lindsay campaigned on. The race for Georgetown South was based on the cultural mindset of that community, so the results are inevitable. Um, the community is tired, old, and only desires peace of mind at this point in their lives and do not want to be bothered. Mrs. Conley is someone who they can have afternoon tea, talk, and the rest of your message got cut off. Richard, I don't actually believe that, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't think that that is the case at all. I just think that she was just lucky. And there are those diehard PPM supporters who are going to vote um, that party line no matter what. Folks, if you need um, the election results, check out caymandecides.com. Let me just put the link here. Your election map is there and it has district by district exactly who took it and who is the winner. So yeah, Richard, I think that Alvick needs to stay the course and go at her again if she decides to run again. If Barbara was smart, she would start getting herself um, set up in business 
and come out of politics. Set, set up a little retirement fund, do some grandmotherly duties or whatever, because clearly she's not really cut out for the world of politics. And um, Georgetown South, a lot of people are disappointed in the results. But again, it's not as though she won by such an amazing uh, number that anyone would think that she got a clear mandate either. He was on her. Let me see how many votes we're talking about here. 54 votes. Listen, that are old people sitting down wanting to have tea with Barbara. Those are probably just hardcore um, PPM supporters. So someone says, morning. I noticed even Sabrina has a lot of PPM supporters. Well, um, let me be very clear about that statement. I think what that means. Um, someone said, Noli, having the last laugh now, doing his live in his PPM shirt. What a mess. Very lucky. 54 votes. And trust me, it ain't going to happen next time if people do what they need to do between now and then. Um, so listen. What was I going to tell you? We're talking about Barbara. Hmm. Oh, Sabrina. So Sabrina has in her camp Miss Lucille. And I want to I want to address this and talk about this. I know a lot of you found this situation to be very peculiar, and so I feel like I need to bring you up to speed a little bit. So Miss Lucille is a progressive member, and she's a founding member of the Progressives. And she has said going into this that she was supporting Sabrina. And um, she wanted to support women. Now, here's what I know about the situation. And you guys know I know a lot. And you guys also know that I'm going to tell you the truth. Hmm. So here we go. Sip something. Because this is going to be the truth about Miss Lucille. Mm -hmm. The water's extra refreshing this morning. Miss Lucille is still a progressive member. And she wrote a glowing message about Alden the other day, which I thought was so over the top and ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. It was like he was the best thing since sliced bread. Butter can't melt in his mouth. Oh, I love Alden. He's so this, he's so that, blah, blah, blah. I was like, but Jesus in peace. This is some true hardcore love, man. Mm. So when people see her supporting Sabrina, they think, oh, Sabrina is a progressive. That isn't what it is. Miss Lucille didn't want to support anybody else. She didn't want to support Michael Miles. She, didn't, she definitely didn't want to support Austin. Remember, Austin ran against her last time. So I think in her mind, she's able to say, oh, I support women. I support the woman vote, and that's what I'm here for. She's one of the few females that have been elected to um to office you know some years ago and so for her it was more about supporting the woman voice is what she was saying although i know that to not fully be the full story so i also know for example that she was supporting captain eugene over catherine now if you were really someone who was supporting the female voice or the female candidates you would have supported all sensible female candidates, including Kathy Wilkes, 
a young up and coming candidate who is now elected as an MP. So the mere fact that Miss Lucia was not prepared to um, support her makes me know that this really isn't about the female vote so much as she just likes Sabrina personally and as a candidate. That's the God's truth. Because otherwise you would have thrown, you would have said, I'm going to support Kathy as well. And she was not a Kathy supporter. She has actually been heard telling people that Captain Eugene had been doing wonderful things for the Cayman Islands. And I'm just like, I don't know what she's smoking. Oh, where's my red flag? I can still use my red flag on now. Because to me, that is definitely, where's Cece? That would be definitely a red flag statement when you take your flag out and go, oh, no, 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 no. That can't possibly be anything sensible. Um, so, yeah. So it's not it's not that Lucille has abandoned the progressives and it's not that, um, that Sabrina is a progressive's uh, supporter, anything of the sort. She worked with Alden. She worked with Austin as the community leader in that district. But this is not a situation, folks, where she's going to turn into a progressive individual. Well, progressives being the party, right? So let's be very, very mindful of that. Now, what is so interesting last night is when I stopped by Sabrina's office, the progressives were taking some licks and the not this wasn't a discussion that Sabrina was a part of, but other people. And I overheard Miss Lucille saying, quite funny enough, that um, she kind of backed away from the progressives. It was almost like a little Judas moment. And she said, well, I'm a founding member of the progressives and no more. That's it. That's, I'm just a founding member, nothing else. And I was like, okay. Hmm. I'm not quite buying that storyline, Miss Lucille, but if you say so, founding member, no, 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 you're riding hard for them, child. Because just two days ago, this post that went up about Alden McLaughlin, I mean, when I tell you, I mean, look, look, I'm going to show it to you because it was so over the top that a lot of people are like, what the heck is Miss Lucille talking about? Yeah, look at this. Thank you, Honorable Adam McLaughlin from New Seal Seymour, BEMJP. In praise of a leader, my Jesus Capizum. Mm. I was like, what? And it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Look, look, look at that little smile, that devilish smile on his face. And she talks about Oh, you know, um, how they bestow thanks to governors and in their tour of duty, just saying, thank you. You've made a difference in our lives. What came in kind is, um, oh my gosh, it was just so over the top. I've known him all of his life. I know it behooves me to openly give thanks to this brave, outspoken, caring, thoughtful leader. My God, I was just like, Ugh. My actions here are the right things to do for the community. Oh, Mr. Alden, you've had unparalleled distinction as premier. What the hell am I reading? I was like, this PPM Kool-Aid, this progressive Kool-Aid is beyond strong. Honestly, what is this? Mm. No, sir. 
I'm just like, what? I, I just couldn't believe it. And she goes on and on and on. Um, you know, a statesman-like leadership. Jeez, um, peace, um. This man was dancing on the stage during the election, making fun of his opponent. Nothing statesman-like about that, statesman-like. This giant of a leader. Oh, these terms. I was just like, what am I reading here? Is this for real? Or is this some kind of joke? So um, she is obviously, uh, Elizabeth, I'm just seeing your comment. She's not affiliated with the PPM. I think we've just addressed that. But, you know, Miss Lucille obviously loves her some progressives. And maybe it really has to do with the fact that as a founding member, um, you feel like there's some ownership that will always be there no matter what. I don't know. I mean, I'm also a founding member and I don't have that type of blind loyalty to anybody. In fact, you know, when I was telling you guys earlier that I appreciated Makiva giving me some advice, um, it really resonates with me now that what I took away from what he said is don't be, and I mean, he probably didn't really mean for this to be the interpretation that I was walking away with it, but it was don't be anyone's tool to be used. Don't be anyone's pawn in this game of politics, right? Do what you need to do. What is in the best interest of not just yourself, which is what he was focusing on and his advice was focusing on, but what is in the best interest of the people of the Cayman Islands? And so with that in mind, I cannot talk about someone who's been statesmanlike in their leadership when they haven't been. I can't lie in good conscience. Giant of a lead, leader has a deep love for his country and spares nothing to defend his country and his people. He is touted to be a shy man. I don't know about that. He's not shy with them Spanish women. Uh, but is a giant when he has to represent us and our beloved country. Oh, the shyness is often mistaken for standoffishness. No, honey, that's not what it is. He is standoffish. And it just goes on. But when you interact with, interact with him, he quickly reveals his qualities of a nation builder. What the heck? No, son. This is some serious Kool-Aid. No, my, my dear child. I don't know what she, I don't know what she, uh -uh. this is almost like, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what this is. This is like, I better try and keep some job that Alden has promised me or something. Uh, Louis says it's garbage is what it is. Um, mm -mm. Uh, Lacey says she's washed up and need to go sit down. By the way, her little endorsement didn't get Sabrina in. Hope she understands that. Yeah, I mean, some people are very, very foolish and that they think that they are contributing more than they actually are. And with all due respect, Lacey, I agree with you. Um, Sabrina has proven herself to be a worker in the community. The people are willing to give her a chance. And I certainly hope that she does not disappoint the people of... Um, of prospect. Anthony says, is that a dissertation? It could very well be because it's so incredibly long and 
Oh, then I love you. Please, you are the best thing since sliced bread. I was just like, for me, I was like, oh my God, I think I vomited in my own mouth, <laughs> which whew, that's, a, that's a David White moment. We're gonna eat our own vomit to, to work with McKeeva Bush kind of story, right? But it was just too much. It was just oozing with, ugh, ugh, just too much. Yes, it, it makes my skin crawl. It's just too much. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't even know. Those of you who have significant others, you know, you got a boyfriend, you got a husband, oh, you love them and you know, whatever. Um, I can't even imagine sitting down writing something like this about my husband, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That I share a bed with, I'm just like, my husband's a great guy, don't get me wrong, but he's not perfect, everybody has their faults. And so I, I couldn't possibly be like, <laughs> Tina's having a good laugh this morning. Listen, I couldn't possibly be like, oh, my husband's commanding the ship of the Hill household Listen, my husband has held down the fort, especially during this election. He's been there. He's a great support system, all this kind of stuff. But you think I could ever? I can't even. I cannot even digest all of this. Like, I literally had to stop reading it because it was making me uncomfortable. Odell says, I guess she got him the five votes I was looking for the date of penmanship. Well, this was right before the election. This was April the 12th. So literally two days before um, the election. <sighs> what a mess. And I think that unfortunately, this is the kind of thing, because when you see a post like this and you think to yourself, right, uh, she got up and then endorsed Sabrina, um, you think, mm, you start to look at Sabrina sideways and like, are you sure Sabrina's not PPM? But she isn't. But this is the kind of thing that makes you wonder. The same thing with Alden McLaughlin. When Alden jumps up and says, thank you guys for enjoying the performance this morning. <laughs> when Alden jumps up and, oh yes, and vote for Heather. It's like he threw in Heather almost as an afterthought at the end, right? And it's times like that that you go, really, Alden? Everybody know Heather and Wayne are like this. And she not riding with Alden like that. Never, never has been actually. The reason she came into the progressive fold is because of Wayne Panton. Someone says, listen, when I read that message from Lucille to Alden, I had to stop reading. It made me literally sick. And then they had the little throw up face that I was just talking about. Lord, I'm telling you, it is legit crazy. Um, yeah, she's, boy. And th this is what I'm telling you. This, this in my mind are some of the dangers of um, party politics, right? When you have people who will blindly follow you no matter what you do. Because anyone who can not recognize that the progressives has had their failings, um, and just be independent about that, you know. I I just don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I I, I don't know what to say. 
So someone reminds us that some of the giants in politics have lost um, their first time running, as I said earlier. Kurt Tibbetts, 1988, he lost. Linford Pearson lost in 1980. And in 1980, McKeever Bush also lost. So folks, go back. By the way, check out Cayman Decides. We have done um, a fairly good job of giving you past election results in case you have not uh, seen this information. It's useful analysis. And again, big shout out to Ms. Karen, who came last night and summarized not just the past results going back to 1976. She has an amazing memory, but she was able to um, give us so much information, right? About exactly what transpired. So you had the unity team, you had the, what was, what was the DT team? Oh, dignity team. And then you had some others. Um, so this was back in the day with Mr. Jim Bodden. So go check out the website, folks. I think you'd be very, very interested to know how these things uh, panned out and how they worked. What, what the results were. Some of the results are a little bit sketchy. I might actually have Ms. Karen help fill in some of the information here, but we have information on, this is when we only had 12 elected members, um, voter turnout, how many registered voters there were and so on. So uh, do, do check it out. Very, very interesting. Okay. Um, uh -huh. All right, so what were some of the other takeaways, folks? Um, somebody, oh yeah, so someone said, consider beginning a discussion on runoff versus first past the post election systems where there are more than two candidates in the district and no candidate gets more than 50% of the vote. In that case, it is shown that there will be a minority government, i.e. more than 50% did not want the first past the post winner. How does that apply to the 2021 election? I think this is um, a growing concern, a growing number of jurisdictions have adopted this runoff system. I think this is something that is worth at looking into. It's gonna require a lot of discussion, which I'm afraid that we don't have the time for this morning because I do want to end the show. Um, I've got to put up some news stories. I do want to also end the show a little bit early because I've got to get prepared for court tomorrow. Um, so yes, we, we, will, we will get there and examine some of those people. Um, so Odell, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Lyndon says, I'm surprised George is back. Who's George? George, George. Did I miss a candidate named George? Who's George? Uh, Minister of Education now. So we don't know how the government is going to be um, formulated. I do know, takeaway lesson from the last election. Independent members, need to get it done and they need to ink this deal as quickly as possible. Last night, the progressives were meeting and they were already finagling who they can um, 
you know, pull in to actually form a government who they can finagle and who they can flip. They're going to flip you and spank you. And then you're going to get, uh, you won't get reelected next time. Let me tell you something. Okay. If you are a first elected MP, word of advice, take it from me now. I'm no expert, but I did sleep in a holiday inn last night. Actually, no, I didn't. I slept in my own bed. But listen, in all seriousness, listen very, very carefully. Andre, Jay, Isaac, who else are first members? Um, who else are first elected members? Heather, um, Kathy, mm, who else am I missing? Any of you that are first elected members, I think that's, I think that's all of them. Let me tell you something. Do not, do not be swayed by a ministerial position. In fact, it is to your detriment to take a ministerial role. Are you listening to me? Greed will be your downfall. I can point to so many examples of where this has happened. Not just a ministerial role, even a consular position, you are taking a chance and it probably will not bode well in the end for you. When you take a ministerial role, you're gonna be so busy. Oh, Sabrina Turner, thank you, Miss Dina. You are going to be so incredibly busy trying to learn the ropes, cabinet ministry. You do so much running up and down as a minister. Most of it is just taking pictures, believe me. And having your chief officers tell you, well, we're doing this, you need to look at this positive. Your constituencies get left behind and I don't care how well you think you can manage because they all are like, oh no, 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 no. I've got an office, I can manage it. I've got good people on the ground, blah, blah, blah. Take my word for it. Call me an educated fool, but this is common sense you're going to screw yourself out of a re-election opportunity. What you need to do in the first four years is what Kenneth Bryan did, what Chris Saunders did. Work in your respective communities, work hard, learn the ropes, and endear yourself to the people of your respective districts so that when it comes time for re-election next time, no one can mount a challenge against you. Lonely look at Austin Harris as an example. They give you a consular position and poor Austin. I am not gonna sit here and tell you that Austin wasn't working hard. The only question is, what was he working hard doing? He was working hard on policies and decisions and assignments that Alden gave him because Alden knows that Austin's actually a little worker bee. So here you go, Austin, here's a pile of papers, work on this. And Austin wasn't working in his constituency. So the people never saw Austin. So when it came time to reelect him, they were like, uh-uh, brother. We don't know what you've been doing. Oh, but I've been working on this policy that people don't care. Take my word for it. The people don't care about all of that. You need to secure your seat for a second term if you're serious about having, you know, some real impact in the world of politics. 
being a one hit wonder is listen, you're in and out and okay, sayonara, get your paycheck. Don't do it. Don't let the progressives throw you under the bus, which is exactly what they will be doing. Now, the other interesting thing about the possible formation of the government is the progressives have less bargaining power than the independents. Why? Because there are people amongst their own ranks. Let's look at the results again. Let me pull it up again. There are people in their own ranks, folks, who are going to have to get a ministerial position. Mr. Roy has to get a ministerial position. Alden already talked about he wants finance. Okay, Dwayne Seymour got to get a ministerial position. None of them are going to give up where they were before. Moses, Juliana. So that's already one, two, three, four, five ministers. So they're not got nothing to offer nobody. Think about it. What would they have to offer the vast majority of independents if you're just looking at the logistics of forming a government and forming a cabinet? When five of them, pretty much all of them, are relegated to wanting ministerial positions, and then the rest, which would be um, David White and Barbara, will be um, counselors again. So basically, that's seven positions right there that are gone. I'm telling you, independents, be smart about it. Work together. Don't go in there being greedy. If you are a first-time candidate, sit your behind back, learn, get your Hansards, um, not the Hansards, the Roberts Rules of Procedure. Read that from back to forth. Observe in the Legislative Assembly. Show up to every single legislature, um, every single meeting now in Parliament is what we're calling it these days. Uh, I had a name change. Show up to every parliamentary seating. Do your research. Make your contributions. Bam. Dana says, why don't you run for office, honey? I'm right where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time. I'm good. This is where I needed to be. And if you think for a minute that CMR didn't make a difference in this election, honey, chill. We've been paying attention. We've been watching, we've been listening. Don't be fooled by the little carrot that they're gonna dangle in front of you. Oh, you can become a counselor, you can become a minister. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Get your affairs in order. Get your office sorted out, folks. Now you're an MP, get an office space. Hire somebody to work in your office. Continue your communication with the people. We are here as media. Continue your social, now you can bring back your social media pages. Keep those active. Let people know what you're doing. Be present for your constituents as an MP. That is the best advice that I could give you. Do not let us down. Well, there's no guarantee of any positions, um, but what I'm saying, Jenny, is with those people, they have an expectation. They have a demand that they'll be getting a ministerial position again. Because 
You know how much money the ministers are making, girl? $12,000, $13,000 a month? You think Juliana could pass that up? Plus $5,000 travel allowance per month? Plus $5,000 constituency allowance? Her and Mo Moses make the most because they get all these additional allowances because they live on the sister islands and they have to come back and forth. Meanwhile, are they not traveling in Cayman Airways for free? Listen to me. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Uh, Charlene says, um, in this case, you changed my thoughts about Catherine having a ministry. I now accept my incorrect thought process. No one is perfect. Well, thank you, Miss Charlene. That's why we have dialogue and discourse here on the program. I don't think Catherine should be thinking about it. She's not ready. The same exact thing happened to, um, what her name is, um, uh, Tara Rivers. Tara is bright. She's smart. Nobody not to argue with that. She's book smart, whatever. You think Tara should have been given a ministry in her first term? No. Her mistake was not saying no thank you. And I get it, you know, because the voters, the supporters all like, yeah, get a ministry. We deserve a ministry. Um, you know, at, at West Bay South needs a minister. No, you don't. What you need is a hardworking candidate, a hardworking MP working in your constituency and getting things done for the people. Do not be fooled. All that glitters is not gold. I have said this before, but I think some of you are just hearing me for the first time. Rita says, I'm not gay, but I love you, Sandy. Aw, I appreciate that. Yes, I'm in the right office, child, because I'm keeping everybody in check these days. And, um, you know, some of the things I say here in this program, I suppose if I was a legislator, I probably couldn't say. Because, you know, they always be trying to get somebody vote. And I can say what I want, and you don't have to like it, and I'm still going to say it, <laughs> you know? That's the level of honesty that we have on this program. Thank you, Miss Charlene. Thank you, Odell. Ling Ling, supporter of um, Mr. Brian. I just wanted to say, Sandra, you did a great job and you're right where you're supposed to be, amen. Yes, honey chow. Uh, Jenny says the BRAC needs to listen. Well, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Um, Ali says, but how won't he have to join PPM? Who are we talking about here? Who's going to have to join PPM? Nobody has to join PPM. Not a single person has to join the progressives. Um, yes, Juliana made some promises to the people. We know she's not going to deliver on those, honey child. As they say, promises are a comfort to a fool. And here in CMR, folks, we are no fools. Fool me once, shame on you. You're not going to get a second time to fool me. Jess, um, I don't think it's a mess quite yet. Let's give them an opportunity and see exactly what they have to say. Now, Rita, you must really love me, girl, because you put that twice. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I appreciate the love and support. Um, yes. And you, you've got to get yourself in order as an MP. And that takes a lot, folks. Do not underestimate that if you're actually doing a good job, that you are working for your salary. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't think necessarily the MPs are overpaid. I don't think they needed a 17% increase in salary like what Alden did the other day. But I'm not going to say, oh, they shouldn't be making that salary. If they are working and truly working, they will earn that salary. The problem is most of them not working for it. That's where I have the problem. So Chris has been working. I'm telling you, modern towners, no, Chris has been working. I'm telling you every time Chris shows up at my door, do you need anything with his, you know, um, school bags? I'm like, Chris, I'm good. I don't need a thing. I'm all, I'm good. Trust me. I'm still eating. I'm still plump. I still got 50 pounds to lose. I think I lost maybe five or 10 during the election though. <laughs> and I got to keep that off. Irvlin says they would impeach you a hundred times. Yes, child. Good morning, Lorita. Yeah, it's a serious message. You know, I like to lighten things up um, a little bit here in the program. So I have a certain personality that even when I'm saying something serious, um, I don't want to overwhelm you too much. So we keep it light. But there's you got to really listen to what I'm telling you in the message because I'm trying to be as crystal clear as I possibly can. Um, but what what's life without a little bit of humor mixed in, right? But yeah, this is, you know, I've thought about these things long and hard over the years. And um, you've got to have some good people on the ground doing what they need to do. And that's why I really like the Heather and Wayne combination. A lot of people are kind of like, well, Heather isn't a politician. Well, that's actually a good thing. We need people in the community working. Not everyone is meant to be a minister, folks. And in fact, it makes the play field easier when some people know their lane. They know I'm not ministerial position kind of thing. I'm not going to be going overseas representing Cayman in the UK. I'm not going to be the one that wants to jump on the first flight to Monaco to meet Prince Albert to be like, oh, Prince Albert, we're here from the Cayman Islands and we're going to pay half a million dollars for this trip wasting the people's good money. You have to know when to fall back into your position. <laughs> Bryce um, is saying today's show seems to have the most viewers ever, 400 plus. Actually, um, I think it went up to five something. Did it go up to five something just now? But Bryce, you know, we went up to 583 at one point and that includes YouTube. I tell you what, Bryce, that's very, very interesting. Um, we get a lot of viewers. Our record is over 1,200. I think it was 1,229. Last night, we came close to breaking that. We were at 1,043 or something. Um, but I tell you what really brings in some numbers is controversy. People love controversy, child. So the day that Bernie Bush came on to set the record straight about um, Rolston, and that got a little bit messy, we were pumping over 500 views easily. I thank you guys for your support though, because every morning what I notice is happening is we have more people logged in and we are maintaining those, you know, we're still at 477 people and we've been maintaining over 400 people practically this entire show. So Bryce, thank you so much for your observation. Um, and we always keep an eye on our competitors because listen, we're in the space where you need to know what other people are doing. And I can tell you that this morning, 
and crosstalk, they have 21 people on at one point. That's it. So, you know, I think we're on the right track with uh, our message and the delivery of um, our message. And the point really with this program is even if you don't like the message, it's still gonna be delivered. It's still gonna be the cold hard truth. And there's that level of consistency. So people will say, listen, I don't, I don't agree with everything that Sandy says and whatever, but she's gonna speak her truth and hopefully the truth apart and separate from being my personal truth, right? There's a collective truth that I think as a community that we all need to engage in. Jenny says, oh Lord, you calm them all out? No, what a mess. Allie, good morning to you. Um, she was responding to Mrs. Kelly message at Chris needs a ministerial position asking, won't he have to join PPM to have a book? Why, why, what are you talking about? No. The independents can form their own government. This is where as a people, we need to stop thinking that the progressives is the holy grail. The progressives are not the only one who can, who can actually formulate a, a uh, government. Go read the constitution, folks. They do not have a clear mandate from the people. How are you gonna say that they can form a government? If the independents hold it together, they can, they can do this. Wayne Panton as premier. Chris Saunders will get a ministry. Kenneth will get a ministry. Who else we got here that can get a ministry? Um, Andre, I'm telling you, don't take a ministry. Bernie Bush will have to get some kind of a ministry. It's very, very tempting for the brightest of the bright to want a ministry. Kathy, Andre, and I'm telling you, be careful. Don't do it. Learn the ropes. Maybe take a consular position because then you get in there and you kind of get under a minister and you can learn from there. But um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Ms. Charlene, thank you very much. Albert says crosstalk is boring. My tweetums. Nisa, thank you. The independents need to act quickly. Yes. And that is the other um, takeaway here, folks. Trust me when I tell you, the longer they wait to formulate a government to pull it together, the more of what happened last time is likely to happen. Now, I know without a doubt that they've been talking before the elections and last night they were meeting. The meetings were popping last night, folks. This is an exclusive that you're only gonna hear right here on the cold hard truth. No other media house can tell you because they don't know what's going on. I'm not going to tell you where they were meeting, but they were meeting. So the progressives were meeting and trying to do their horse trading. Well, who can we flip and who can, and the independents were also meeting. So you guys think they were out partying last night. Well, they, they celebrated, you know, I got the videos and I saw a little bit of a party. So they were enjoying the fruits of their labor, but you cannot sit back and enjoy the fruits of your labor for too long. These are perilous times. And in times like this, you have to be prepared to act almost immediately. So you don't have any time to waste and they're not wasting any time. So I was trying to call some of them this morning, honey child. I don't know what time they got home last night, but I can assure you um, that um, they, they were 
beating and I think that they're going to get it together. I hope that they're able to get it, get it together. Um, so one person said, good morning again. I don't like to comment on the live too much because my children can't afford to lose their jobs and their civil servants. Uh, but just look at Cayman Brack. We had two ministers and we got nothing for four years. Private paved roads just before election to win votes. I agree with you a thousand percent. Have ministerial positions. Don't give the people anything, sadly. Um, and someone says, in terms of anyone flipping, they said, amen. And that goes for Isaac Rankin too. Just spoke to a friend in East End who said they're waiting for him to come with his shit. <laughs> you people are so ridiculous. <laughs> they know he thinks he will now be in a position to allow his financier, whoever that is, for the elections, Joe Imperato, oh, to build that dock in East End. But she said they're waiting for Isaac to come with his shit again, uh, and we'll see what East End people stand for. Well, Isaac, the East End people have taken a chance on you, and I don't care who funded your campaign. The only advice that I could give you is don't piss off them East Enders, you know, because they're not too righted like a lot of us. They will deal with you again in four years. So they've given you a chance, my friend. Um, the other takeaway this morning, since the title of the show is Lessons Learned from the 2021 Election, do not sit back on your successes or how long you have been in office to think that you have it in the bag because you do not. You're only as good as your last achievement, folks. We know that every single day we get up. Listen, you think if I didn't write a story for two days, you guys would still be sitting here like, oh yeah, CMR is number one. I don't have a show for a week. You guys are gonna forget all about me and you're running right over to Cayman Crosstalk or whoever else is trying to do a show. You see, you can't just sit back and think that what you have done in the past is gonna continue to sustain you. The name of this game is you get up every single day and you do what you gotta do. You carry on the business of producing for the people and doing the right thing. I don't even know if Heather should take a ministry, to be honest. Again, she's been in before, but I think she was just in in a by-election. No, child. Cecil's saying it's going to happen again. Sabrina's PPM, East End PPM. I don't know about East End, but I will personally thump Sabrina on her head if she does that. Mm. Donette, thank you. Clifton, again, congratulations. Folks, to all of uh, the winners, good luck to all of you. You've got four years now to prove yourself to the people that came to islands. We will be, folks, keeping an eye on all of the shenanigans that are going to happen over the next couple of days with the formation of the government. You guys know we're, we're in the know. We're in a position to know. And, of course, once we know anything concrete, we will allow you all to know what is happening as well. I appreciate your love and support. My name is Sandy Hill, in case you missed the memo. Somebody said to me recently, um, a friend from West Bay, oh gosh, she lived in West Bay for many, many years. And she says, you know, I've always called you Sandra. Do I keep calling Sandra? You can call me anything you want. That don't bother me. It doesn't matter. Um, call me anything that you want. I'm just me. And it is what it is. And this show is a cold hard truth. So I uh, appreciate it. 
I'm here to bring it to you. Um, and I hope that you guys continue to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's harder than they think to run a government. Um, but then again, when you look at someone like, you know, Dwayne Seymour, you're like, well, it can't be that hard. Well, anyway, we'll have those discussions another day, folks. I have got paperwork that I need to sit down with and um, mull over and read and get my thoughts in order for tomorrow's case. Um, all I can say is thank the Lord for good people who want to do the right thing. Because if you're minded to come to court tomorrow, please do. You know, court cases are open, folks. You can just come and sit down and listen to some of the shenanigans. So this is a civil case with Mr. John Felder, who previously was from Cayman. What was the name of the company again? The leasing, car leasing company, electric cars and whatever. And so we did an article um, that said something about him being fired. And now he's claiming that that was defamation and blah, blah, blah. Well, as the good Lord would have it. Thank you, Jesus. What we say can be proven. And we now have the proof in the pudding. And we're getting more proof today from some overseas contacts who will be sending us hopefully affidavits as well as, um, you know, other things. But the truth has a way of always coming to the surface. You can only lie so much in life. You can only pretend so much in life. You can only hide so much in life. And the truth it's like oil. It's going to rise right up to the top. And let me tell you all, I have got some things in the bag now that are going to be, it's, tomorrow's court case is going to be popping. So come by, watch it. I'm going to, Jenny, I'm going to tell you afterwards. I don't want to say too much because him and his lawyers are always listening to the program. All I can tell them is you will be found out when you lie. Huh? The truth will set you free. It is so amazing what the truth can do for you. Try it on, Mr. Felder. Try it on. I say that somebody else whose name I'm not going to mention in this show, but you guys probably can figure out who I'm talking about. Mr. Felder reminds me of the geriatric version of this other person who's like, who is like a con artist. They have used so many people over the years. Mm, mm, mm. And you know, you know why they don't like CMR and why they're always trying to sue us? Cause we're shining a bright light. I need a little flashlight. We're like shining a bright light on them and they don't like that. The truth likes to hide in the corner. It's like the dust bunnies. They'd be hiding up in the corner, child. You got to get in there with the vacuum and zip, zip them right out of there. What a hot mess. Anyway, that's all I got for you. You people have a beautiful and blessed day. Tomorrow is Friday. And then it's the weekend. We will be here for tomorrow's show, God's willing. Um, I might have to end it a little bit early because I got to double check what time I have to be in court. You can't be late for court, child. Judges don't like that. So we're going to make sure that we definitely um, show up on time. So thank you, Tina, and thank all of you for tuning in um, this morning to the program. I'm going to go put up a few stories. And uh, we're keeping our ears to the ground in terms of how things so south. 
and I see more people messaging me and all sorts of stuff. We've got a lot of, listen, a lot of you have been calling me to help you with situations and highlight different things in the community. And I must tell you that because of the election, I've been super busy. Um, give me a couple days. So don't call me right, right now, but give me until next week. And then we will start addressing some of these issues, some of these community issues and stuff before. So all of you bad paymasters, employers not paying your staff, um, con artists taking money from hardworking people. We haven't forgotten about you, Ina. It's coming. We were just busy because of the election. Now the election is over. We got a little bit more free time in our hands and um, you need to behave yourselves. All right, beautiful folks. That's all I got. That's all that was written for today. You know, we don't actually write a script for this show, right? You guys do know that. There's no script here, folks. I just get up and talk the truth and it just seems to come out. Have a beautiful day, good people. It was um, a very, very interesting election for sure. Thank you to everyone who saw the necessity to go out and vote. That is why I think it is super important for voters. We needed to have a much bigger um, voter turnout, but you know, um, it is what it is now. That's all done. Remy, thank you so much. Remy is my chef of choice, by the way. If you need any catering, check out Remy. His food is amazing. Um, Al says, you always need a Delilah to fight for you. She will always get the job done. So Remy, top chef, love his, his food. I used to do cooking classes with him. And I got to tell you the truth. Um, he was at Lighthouse and um, he would do these group cooking classes and you know he would show you recipes and how to tie the chicken properly and how to do your demi glaze and all this kind of stuff and child i was sitting there you got it was a wonderful price by the way because you got like a meal a three-course meal and a drink for like 35 bucks or something it was well worth it so we would always get a group of people friday saturdays and we would go at lighthouse and sit around the open kitchen but it wasn't about learning how to cook it was about enjoying the food because the food was off the chain delicious. Enjoying Chef Remy. He is really, really a funny person. If you don't know Remy, he will make you break a rib laughing. Trust me, he is so funny. And he was always abreast of what was happening in the community. So the first time I got arrested back in 2009, I think it was for dog theft, um, Remy was like, did you return that dog yet? We'd go like 2010, 2011. He was always super hilarious. And so, um, and it was also about the camaraderie that came with just sitting down and sharing a meal with friends and enjoying. I mean, we had some wonderful memories with Remy at Lighthouse um, for, for the cooking classes. And like I said, we weren't really there for the classes. We were just like, we're there for the camaraderie. Um, he does his own catering. So give him a call. His company, remind me, Remy, personal chef, I think is the name of it. But anyway, you can find him on Facebook, look him up on Facebook and uh, you'll see what he's been up to. Catering, personal parties, that sort of events, weddings, bar mitzvahs, whatever it is that you're hosting these days, give Remy a call. Folks, that's all I got for you. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you tomorrow. God's willing. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.